Hello and welcome to this episode of Demystified as we explore home cooking in a modern world. I'm Linda and I'm here with my friend Paul. Hello Paul. I'm back. You are back. <laughs> I've missed you. Yeah, a bit of a um, physical breakdown. Yes. But we've gone and got a grease and oil change and we're back up and running. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's more than a grease and oil change with Chef back. Yeah. But uh, who knew that was such a thing? But apparently it is. All yes. those years, bending over, not good for you, mate. Yeah. Anywho, you're back. I'm back. Not quite. And thank goodness for modern 100%. drugs. But yes, absolutely. <laughs> yes, modern drugs. But anyway, yeah, so apologies to anyone that's been waiting to hear a podcast. Which is sort of... Oh, well, look, we've, yeah. we had uh, a couple that uh, we did and... Um, yeah, in between everything Easter else, but then, then this one. So yeah, we're yeah. we're back on track. We're back you know, on track now. now. So, yeah, we fixed yay. our website, which is good. Yes, because that, that was, was sort of a bit of a meltdown as well. So everything had a meltdown. The website, yes, that was interesting. Yeah. But anyway, it's back up now. Yeah. So, so yes, track. so not a lot of cooking. No, not a great. To, to be honest, very minimal amount of cooking. <laughs> Upright. Well, yeah, walking was. Getting to walk was the first. Uh, yes, that was. Let's get over that hurdle. So we're over that hurdle. No. So we'll get back to cooking. But I have a topic today. Okay. Finally. Okay. Am I going to have to answer questions? I don't know if we visited this one before or not. Oh, okay. So, but you. Well, are you going to have to answer questions? No, I don't know, but you will have an opinion and experience oh. <laughs> with it. Okay. Well. So what I w- was interested to talk to you about is user guides. Oh, okay. Alrighty. So, user guides for your appliances. Now, remember, it's been a long time since I've bought uh, an oven. So, things that came with our no. oven back in the day. And they were all filed very neatly. Oh, that's Every single possible thing that had anything to do with the kitchen was in its own A4 folder we have, we in have, plastic uh, pockets it was very well but not like, just the, not just the uh not just the kitchen it's got the cat yeah it's got everything her paper registrations yeah. everything yeah the house trusses all those things yeah. from the, when we renovated the house eight years ago nine years ago but uh the user manual that came with our bosch oven i'm guessing which was quite a little pamphlet yeah that was it yeah black and white little pamphlet no yeah. recipes and the suggestion i think i've mentioned that we Try a packet cake mix. Yeah. That was exciting. So here's the thing with user guides. It's a really interesting topic. Well, it's interesting for me because I work within the appliance industry. So I get to see not only what they are, but the truth within them, number one. So how, how valid or true is the information within them? And to a degree, like... What adjustments can you make when you produce a user manual or a user guide? So can you change it over time, number one? Number two, can you... Should there be a place where they can be... uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Should there be two versions of them? One is the one that you get in the box and the other is the real version, which you actually can explain what functionality does, what you should, what how you should use your oven or whatever the, the appliance is in real world cooking terms. 
because the funniest thing that I have noticed about you guys, and I've been involved with seeing a lot of them, and that's the first thing a lot of customers will come to me and talk about, is they get their user guide and they'll bring it to a cooking demo. And I may turn around to them and say, well, no, actually you should do it like this. Oh, but the user guide says that. There is a dis- two very distinct portions of the population. Those who have the user guide and don't read it, and those who do and consider it absolute 100% law. And the problem is, is that when you are trying to create a document like that, that informs people of how to use their appliance, generally most manufacturers will put in things like cooking times for particular cooking items. So prime example was today, I visited a customer and she got a recipe for a chocolate cake. And that chocolate cake said you need to bake it at 200 degrees. Didn't mention any functionality, anything else. Not steam, not combi, nothing. Nothing, right. Okay, and this was a combi oven, obviously. Yep, in a combi oven. So she went to her user guide in the oven and the user guide suggested chocolate cake, 180 degrees, I think it said, on this particular function for 50 minutes. Now, she did that and it failed miserably, right? Chocolate cake was terrible. Show me a photo, it looked like a train wreck, right? But here's the thing. Her instantaneous reaction was, well, that's what the book says. Uh-huh, yes, I know yes. That's what the book says. I followed the book. So must be the oven is wrong. The oven is broken. The oven has got issues because I have done exactly as per, yes. what the book said. Now, what the problem is is that it should be written that they, they these temperatures or these settings or these functions or whatever it is that they're suggesting that they're a guide, and that's all they are. Because in that example, it's a prime example that she's taken a recipe from somewhere else and there's no recipe in the user guide and there's no volumes. No. So when you don't have volume of ingredients, how can you say that a chocolate cake is going to take 50 minutes at 180 degrees? Because not all chocolate cakes are the same. They're not the same size. They're not the same moisture content. They're not anything. So I suppose my question is, is how many people read the user guide and follow them as absolute law and how many don't pay attention to them at all? Because I'll be really interested to know because I wonder if there's space to actually create proper user guides for ovens. Well, I think it also comes back to that issue that we've been talking about throughout the podcast, which is your cooking technique what are you understanding this steam oven to be what do you want it to do or any oven or any oven but particularly steam because when you know we've grown up with an oven you generally you've got some kind of cooking appliance and when you're adding in steam wet to a dry oven people are a bit like oh what's it going to do how do i manage it like i was the funny thing was that she did a chocolate cake in both of her ovens one which isn't a steam oven and had the same result Okay, so both ovens are stuffed in her mind. In her mind. Yeah. And so because the the user guide has said, no, this is how you do it. Now, what I 
after doing some more digging, what I actually learned is there's some fundamental flaws in her preparation, organization, and setup of her appliances before she started cooking, right? So you mean the way she's prepping, the way she's yeah. baking, all those things. That, all did she those... put her eggs in? Did you ask her that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but all of those sorts of things. But I think that it's very difficult to understand, and anyone listening, please like email us in, send us a message, whatever. What are the important parts of a user guide when you get your appliance? What are the really important parts? Because are they should they be seen as a source of truth when you have essentially two words, chocolate cake and a time and a temperature guide? Because yeah. it doesn't... But that for me, I think mentioning what a function does, let's just say it's a bake function, right? So mentioning what a function does, this is appropriate for this, 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 this. So these food types or these recipes, okay? So it's good for chocolate cake, it's good for a quiche, it's good for sausage rolls, it's good for this, it's good for that. I think that is probably more valuable than attaching an actual time and temperature range in a user guide because I think it throws people in the wrong direction. Do you think the time and temperature guide in those little manuals, and you've seen the one that came with our Bosch oven, yep. back, and now this was, you know, I know eight, nine years well, ago, so and it's some of those ones, like, 10, 11, 12 years before, yeah. you know, really, before yeah. it got into production. Are they written by chefs? Are they written by well, engineers? Well, it's probably... Do, Is yeah. it marketers? It's who are trying to do something... And copywriters. ...to and, fulfil a, a, yeah. a need... But, but is it needed? I mean, that's my core question. Is it needed? Wouldn't you rather know that when you select steam on your Bosch oven, that functionality will do X, Y, and Z. It will not color and crisp your food. It's much more similar to cooking over a steamer basket in a wok. The difference being is you can adjust the temperature yeah. and it's appropriate for doing vegetables. Yeah. Well, particularly since this, I'm on record as saying that the the rockling that I followed, the white fish recipe, cooking it at this temperature yeah. for this long, came out and that was inedible. out of your user guide. That was out of my, and I and I yeah. and as a result, because all ovens and I think ours are quite basic because we don't we only got two manual dials, mm. and you know I know you and I've had this conversation a few times, but I know that in our cookbook and on our website the recipes that we have i know that it doesn't matter to the degree that some listeners or, or viewers or readers think that we don't have we didn't we didn't have the steam percentages saying demystified yeah because on my oven i don't have that choice and all those recipes all those early ones were cooked by you in it yeah and so i know there's a lot of tolerance and there's a lot of forgiveness yeah and it's degrees, but if you didn't, if you got a suddenly a, um, an oven now, I think you're right because I I looked at that and I bring it out now when I've got to remember which is the function to do the descaling on, yeah, and um, and that's it basically. If something goes wrong, the error code, but that's what it the, because it does. I don't. I've learned, and I'm generalising here, but right. what the functionality. In a user, well, sorry, what the user guys talk to about functionality is which heating elements are being used, right? So if you are, if you've got a oven that has in your, if you've got an oven, regardless of steam or not, fan forced, right? And so it's got a 
generally they have a sketch or a picture or something of the cavity and you see a fan at the back and then a heating element around it, right? That's how the oven function is addressed, but it doesn't actually suggest what food types that is good for. The only time they suggest what food types are they good for is when they list food types, but they also attach a time and a yeah. temperature range to it, which is... We know are not right. Correct. I remember got... some very early ones yeah. and even some very early pre-programs because a lot of the pre-programs in the very early steam ovens were suggesting that you'd steam asparagus for 20 minutes. Yeah, I, I know. And green beans for green 20 beans, minutes. 20 minutes. And they end up looking like... Well, they're certainly grey. Not what you wanted out of your oven. Which yeah, we know now is six minutes. Yeah. So. Yeah, but if, the funny thing I'd be interested to hear from anyone if user guides are important. Number one, and what are the important facts that you need to know in a user guide? I think you need to know how to take the door off, how to clean it. Yeah. I struggle with how to take the door off on our oven. Oh, it's so easy. Yeah, I know you say that. <laughs> I've seen you do it, but yeah. I am scared of uh, doing that. And I need to do it because it needs to clean, but on both our ovens. Um, but you see, and it, as an example today, the, the the client that I visited today is she was she had a combi steam oven and a pyrolytic oven. And she said to me, I've read the news so many times, it doesn't make sense, I can't get any help, blah, 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 blah. It's a very common theme yeah. right yeah but the most important stuff she i don't know whether she paid attention to it or skipped over it or it wasn't bold enough in in the text in the book but she has telescopic runners in her oven and she did a pyrolytic clean and left their telescopic runners in there and now they're ruined it's mentioned in the user guide but, yeah. How prominent is it? Should that be one of the first things Probably. that it's mentioned? Given that they're about 500 bucks a pair. <gasps> Ouch. Yeah. So Ouch. you probably think that maybe that's some vital information Critical. that you need in a user guide. But do is it the responsibility of manufacturers of appliances to actually tell people a temperature and a time for particular food types in the oven? I know people might want that. And that's that leads into the next thing about the number of interfaces and the recipes that are in interfaces. Because if you look at your user guide and it doesn't necessarily make sense, you go to your oven, turn on the, the recipe mode mm. for help. And I think that leads, I personally think it leads to a lot of other complexity but that's me. Yeah. You know, I, I'm not someone who's going to look, follow a recipe from a two-inch screen or a three-inch yeah. screen on an oven. I will follow it from my iPad. Or a cookbook. Or, or a cookbook. Or a, yeah, 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 from my iPad, a cookbook, or a printout Google, that I've got, yeah, yeah, whatever. whatever. Yeah. But I'm not going to look at a little screen above the oven when it's you know shooting steam out at me every 15 minutes in a long cook. So I will... But I still think that's that's a different part of the but it's all part user of the experience right people yeah. people the you know but the user experience is you've got it you're a bit nervous about it you're excited and you go to understand it a bit and you can't make sense of it yeah you can't make sense of the user manual you're not sure something that we've suggested that you find something that you're really comfortable cooking yeah. and cook it in your oven to give it a go 
And yet this lady did that and turned into a chocolate cake that was like a disaster. Yeah. And it was a basic chocolate cake. Had she just put it on steam, you know, well, no, no, a different no, had she, type of recipe, no, actually, in a different recipe that maybe our one, and use it Yeah, but steam. if the user guide had have informed her that in the scenario that I'm talking about, right, what this particular oven does is even though you may well select fan-forced, right? So let's say you were baking a cake and it's just a regular oven and she selected fan-forced, okay? Now, what this particular oven does is it engages the other heating elements in the oven to bring it up to temperature quickly, okay? So while, yes, from the UI perspective, so the user interface perspective, it says fan forced. What's actually happening inside the cavity during the preheat time is the bottom heat elements come on and the top heat elements come on. And we've talked about the importance mm. of preheating before, yep. right? So you've got three heat elements on all at the same time to get the oven up to temperature in a shorter amount of time, right? So it's actually good practice. Right, because we know that having a properly preheated oven yeah. gives you a better totally. end result. Yeah. But there was no mention of not putting food in while it's in its preheat phase. Right? Now, is that something that should be mentioned? Possibly, possibly not. I think it's kind of obvious given all the lights and bells and whistles that ovens come with that, okay, wait until it's preheated. But after doing some digging, I can guarantee what's happened is she's prepped her chocolate cake. It's in the tin, waiting to go in the oven. She's now walked over to her oven, turned it on 180 degrees, fan forced or whatever it was, or bake or whatever the function was, and not known that the other heating elements have come on to get some temperature in the oven. And all of a sudden, the top of the chocolate cake is as black as that microphone because that top heating elements come on and she doesn't understand what's going on because how can it get so black and dark on top when I've selected fan forced? Yeah. Now, if in my eyes, I would say, if I'm writing the user guide, I would much rather leave out any suggestion that a chocolate cake should be cooked on this function at this temperature for this amount of time because I don't know the recipe. I would much rather say, when baking or when cooking, preheat your oven, wait until the red light turns off or it goes beep or does whatever it does and then insert your food. I think that sort of instruction in a user guide is far more valuable mm -hmm. than a manufacturer making a guess about the length of time and the temperature that any chocolate cake should be cooked at. Because if it's a flourless chocolate cake, it's not specifying a flourless chocolate, a flourless yeah, chocolate cake. True. Someone can say, "Oh, I don't do gluten, so yeah. I'm having a flourless chocolate cake." Flourless chocolate cake done with almond meal can take up to an hour and twenty minutes. Yet the user guide has just said chocolate cake between 160 and 180 degrees on the bake function. So they follow that, and then they get a bad end result. And what my overall point is yeah. is that I actually think the user guides because of the way they're written, hurt the manufacturers. Yeah, I think so too. Because if you've had to go out and do a home visit, yeah, she's upset. She's yeah. really not happy with her purchase. Yeah, she's not, not telling, happy with the brand. Not telling her friends happy it, things at all. All I heard about was her friend who's got another brand that hasn't actually helped her out, which I thought was a bit mean, especially around steam cooking, um, who's having a great time with her steam oven. 
yeah, different levels of cook, different levels. Yeah, no, of absolutely different, different people, levels of cook. Still, but I mean, the end result is she's unhappy. Yeah, and you've had to go out. But I wonder if there's room to maybe create a user guide for ovens that isn't so specific about your oven, but gives you some understanding of the way heat elements work, what they're good for, for particular types of foods that doesn't include a recipe, a temperature, an exacting temperature, or a time. No, I think so. Because what we've learnt now is very different to what we started with. Over the last, really, six, seven years, look at how much we've known and and learned about the ovens. Yeah. But you will never cook a piece of rockling at 100 degrees on steam ever again. Well, not rockling and not at 100, no. Yeah. But I still, now I know, now I'm more educated in it and now I have other recipes to follow. I have made lots of fish dishes and I'm really happy with them. Now I know what to do. I think there's a distinct difference between recipe understanding and functionality understanding. Yeah, but I also understand the functionality of it. But I'm, as you know, I still make clangers of uh, mistakes mm. which is you know a whole lot of other pre- you know reasons because I'm still following that recipe like it's yeah you know gospel absolutely um for most times but um but you're right because I don't use my my user manual did not help me at all I was so confused and then back then mm. in 2013 there was nothing other than Rob Sinclair talking about his uh, roast barramundi uh, Barramundi Steve Barramundi and roast pork. Yeah. Which he didn't show the photos of because I'm sure it didn't come out crispy like he said. Yeah, but... But that was it. Yeah. And some very minor other ones. So there wasn't an understanding of how it worked, really. Yeah. And you're right. Some of the manuals we've seen when we've downloaded to help some of our... Yeah, people would have contacted us. People would have us. contacted us yeah. to say help. And we don't know the oven. And we've gone in and had a look. Well, wow, yeah, it's confusing yeah it really is really confusing so anyway end result is if you're having trouble with your user manual and you need some help with your oven send us an email we can help yes we can help simplify things but yeah i just thought it was kind of topical because it happened to me like a couple of hours ago and i was thinking a lot about and we do talk about given given that i was representing a a manufacturer Mm -hmm. and a company i can't sit there and say well the manual's rubbish but as much as I would like to, because it is. It, well, the manual is not serving the purpose that it was designed for. No, not at all. And not at all. And how all much information it. is to yeah? They, and they and all they, they do are it the same. All the same. They are all the same. No matter how, whether it's the most expensive oven or the cheapest yeah. oven, they are all, all the, the same. same. Yeah. Yeah. And I think these days, it's the, people's expectation, especially given the price of appliances. Yeah. People's expectation is much higher that they should have some information on hand that helps them, especially at the initial stages. Because a lot of people aren't. This is, and we've said this before. You don't buy an oven every two years. It's every fifteen to twenty, generally. Yeah. So you, if you can imagine, twenty years from now, right? Twenty years from now, what are ovens going to be able to do then? That's right. And I don't have a pyrolytic oven. Yeah. But uh, I would assume that if you can bake in the oven, not understanding what the pyrolytic oven does, the fact that it goes up to a high temperature, I've just been cooking in the oven. Yeah. I necessarily would assume, like this lady did, that you leave the, everything in there 
turn it on to clean yeah, it because you want them cleaned as well. Yeah, it's a self-cleaning oven. It's a self-cleaning and oven. And they're, they're part of the oven. Yeah. Yeah. So I would assume that because that makes perfect sense to me. Yeah. However, she's now suffered $500 worth of damage. $1,500. $1,500 to her. Oh, just... Oh. Three sets. Three tel- sets of telescopic tel- rooms. 1500 bucks. I'd be about dark that. as. I would be as dark yeah. as. But it's user error. Yeah, no. Because what most manufacturers will do is say, well, it's been, it was mentioned, you didn't read it. But you see, therein lies the problem. Okay, you may well have mentioned it, but what you're saying is that that is the gospel truth, right? We have said to you, remove your telescopic runners, but we're only going to give you a guide about how to cook your chocolate cake. And if that doesn't work, it's you, not the appliance. So you're playing yeah. both ways, and I don't think that works for customers. No. Or for people, or for home cooks, or for whoever. I think it's a, like something that could be fixed reasonably easily too. You just need someone that's a good wordsmith that can actually make sense or put things in plain English, so people can understand yeah. what's appropriate for their type of cooking. Because that's the other one. It's their type of cooking. Yes. But anyway, I just thought it was topical. I thought I might Use chat to about it. Okay. Use the guides. Use the manuals. Yeah. Use the guides. Okay. Well, I, and the importance of them or the lack of importance of them. I mean, because a lot of call centers, people ring up and go, I don't know how to use my oven. And the call center will bring up the user guide and read it back to the person that has the user guide in front of them. I mean, that's a service issue, right? But I know for a fact that happens. Yeah, so do I. Or so do we, because yeah. we, get, we get the calls and the reach outs from people saying help. Yeah. And we know anecdotally from people who are even brand ambassadors that sometimes they use them as storage cupboards yeah. for their... Um, oven trays and things because they don't know yeah. they're not confident using it Yeah. so if you need help with your user guide we can help you make sense of it because yes. it's not complicated actually it's actually sounds more complicated than it is but it's not maybe we should have something up on our website yeah well yeah, and that's what I mean that's something that I've thought about I don't know how to attack it because originally we thought about downloading every single user guide we did, and put it we? on the website. And, and but where's but the, has that. Where's the has value? That. Yeah, yeah, where's the no value, value in it when the information that's contained no. within it doesn't actually help you? So yeah. anyway, but I just thought it was interesting. It's an interesting sort of thing because I mean, people want. Uh, I can understand a bit more people not reading a user. I can understand people reading an install guide for their washing machine, right, or their fridge. You need this connection, you need this, it's got to be level, it's got to be this, it's got to be that, da da da. But it, you're not really reading the user guide to understand wash cycles because they're kind of on a yeah. washing machine, right? But in the case of cooking, it's different. And I think what we've fallen into, we, what I say we, I mean manufacturers of appliances have fallen into is assuming that people are like, yeah, I understand how it works. But we'll give you some guidance for those people that don't understand, but the guidance is wrong. It's very difficult. It's a very difficult area to cover completely. And on washing machines, which you just brought up then, I can tell you that um, I, we have a, whatever, washing machine, I forget the brand, but it's just a little- Oh, is it? Yeah, Yeah. it's German and it's um, front loader. Is it? Okay, yeah. probably. Yeah. And I always use the same setting. Yeah. <laughs> I just, it's like, you know, we've talked about people who just bake 
everything in the oven goes in 180 yep. for various amounts of time. You know how long your potatoes take, you yep. know how long your roast beef takes from experience. I, we, I reckon Dougie and I would use the same setting and occasionally we flip it down to an extra spin if it hasn't spun properly or an extra rinse, very rarely. And that's it, the same setting all the time. We never use the delicates or the uh, shirts or the whatever all those preset ones are. We never use any of those. Yeah. We just stick it on the same one and fire it up. And I actually and think you're it. probably doing yourself a disservice. Probably. Yeah. Now that I've had this conversation yeah. with you on this podcast, I am going to uh, Because try to and give find you an example, like I, I we've recently purchased a flash eye dryer, it's got steam functionality oh, yes, and yes. all the rest of it. Yeah. Um, and we are now treating our clothes with the appropriate functionality that is built in not only to the washer but to the dryer as well. And what we are finding is that our clothes are have much more longevity just through doing that. So there we are. So it's like selecting the right function for the right it's like dish. Selecting the, yeah, exactly. It's exactly the same. No different, is it? Yeah, no different. It's just that people care a little bit less when it comes to a shirt versus a chocolate cake. Well, you know it's going to get wet and you know it's going to spin and you know it's going to wash and you know it's going to come out okay. Yeah. And the rest of them, yeah. Okay. But a chocolate cake, you kind of want because yeah. you've gone to the... If you made the shirt, I bet you you would treat it differently. Yes, but uh, but so, if you're making the chocolate cake, you don't want it to come out burnt on the top before it's even cooked in the middle. Correct. But okay, anyway, thank you for that. User guides. There user we go. guides. And if you need some help, reach out. Info at cookingwithsteam.com. We can help you. Take care, everybody. Linda, Thanks for listening. Linda will answer all questions. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe not. Take care. Bye, Bye everybody. Out. Bye. Thanks for listening to this podcast as we explore home cooking in a modern world. We'd love you to subscribe, and for more information, please go to our website, cookingwithsteam.com.